Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And today, I'm going to name this podcast called Love Part Two. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I believe that each one of us uh, in our marriage, we have some type of virus, something that destroys us from uh, wanting to or being able to love our partner in uh, a higher form. There's uh, something that impedes us from being able to love unconditionally. And this love part two, I'm going to speak about the dangers of pornography because within our society now, we have such a dangerous um, pornography and it's becoming such an epidemic, something so crazy where people are beginning to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? People are beginning to see this as a thing and hopefully uh, in this podcast I can explain the massive dangers of pornography. So I know that usually some clients will tell me that they'll listen to this podcast with their children around. So I'm actually going to advise that if you're starting this podcast and you're listening to this, I'm going to say that maybe you should listen to this with your wife or by yourself and not in front of the kids because I might get a little bit more explicit or I might say some things that you might not want your kids to hear. So with this, um, let's get started. So the dangers of pornography nowadays where we walk around and we tell people all the time um, that it's okay. It's okay to look at pornography and it's okay to masturbate. And this is uh, a very dangerous thing, especially for the human psyche. There's actually, um, uh, they've shown some studies in the last recent years in regards to um, people who are uh, who are pet- pedophiliacs. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. And also uh, people who who abuse or people who've been abused, um, how this affects them massively. We were watching a documentary with my, uh, my wife was watching a documentary. And in this documentary, it explained how this one man, he said, I want to explain, uh, he, he was on death row. And he said, I want to explain to the world how it is that I got to where I got to. And this is actually a lot of people. A lot of uh, studies with uh, Wisconsin University uh, is one of the ones that I can remember, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, TED Talks with uh, the, the the Great Porn Experiment. Uh, Global Sexual Revolution. These are just the few uh, books, uh, podcasts, um, let me see, different uh, websites, uh, universities that have done these studies and that have begun to expose this just just a bit, just a little bit, not massively. I mean, these people are being uh, constantly 
uh, fought against against these these mentalities or or these thesis, better said, these these psychological studies um, that they've done, these intensive studies. So uh, one one of these men in the documentary, they actually began to to say uh, this all started from pornography, and then the person in, the, in who was interviewing, I guess, had said. No, 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 like, like, where, where did it start? I guess they smiled or, or something had happened. And the guy said, I want to explain to you where this all came from. And the man said more or less what I'm about to say right now. With pornography, uh, at first begin with, or you just look, this is all starts with, with most, sometimes people think that, uh, people who develop uh, pedophilia, that it comes from being abused. And sometimes it doesn't happen this way. It all starts from you looking. Now, inside of your brain, there's this, um, there's this animal instinct side of the brain that gets this uh, shot of dopamine. And, and I've, we've, speak, we've spoken about this a lot. There's, it's this hormone that shoots up that gives you this arousal, this excitement, now we see how um, this when you when you first go and, and glance at a woman, you know at first it just starts off this way. It just starts off with looking. But then, as you continue, what begins to happen? This this doesn't become enough. That excitement, that that dopamine, that pupil dilation, that that arousal that you get. It's no more there because just looking doesn't become enough. Then the next thing that happens is you say, well, let me look at some, some minor images. Then from there, you know, you become desensitized. With, with, with each new level that you begin to do, you actually become desensitized. Think about it like a car. When you first buy a car, you get this excitement and you tell yourself, oh my God, I love this car. Uh, and, and every morning when you wake up, you wake up excited to go to work, to get in this car and to drive. You find any reason, any excuse to drive into this car, to get into this car and drive it because you've gained some excitement behind this. But eventually you, you become desensitized. You, you, this excitement is gone. Now that car does the job that every other car does. It, it gets you from point A to point B. Now. Continue on with, with this. <clears throat> now you, you've reached a new level. Now this new level, you say, okay, well now uh, just just regular images is enough. So you, then you tell yourself, now pornography. And this is where you think it stops here, but it doesn't. And it becomes just regular. And then you become desensitized to this. So then you need to, to up the level. Now upping the level, then you go into whether it be girl on girl, guy on guy, whatever it may be, you, you up the level of whatever it is that, you're, that you have decided to look at because just the regular is enough. But then this doesn't become enough. Then you enter, enter into masochism, right? Into abuse. And that now, you, since you've entered a new level, now, now mind you, there's other stages in between this. And you can more or less understand where I'm getting at. But... Then you enter this new level where it becomes like masochism, uh, where it becomes an abuse, a hitting, uh, uh, where it's 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 uh, maybe a, a female dominant, whatever it may be. You be, it becomes abuse, 
Now you begin to, to correlate uh, arousal with abuse. And this, this becomes a very dangerous thing to do. Because now, in order for you to get excited, somebody needs to get hurt. Now, this has uh, been seen commonly, whether it be have movies, whether you've uh, seen this in, in, in yourself. But now notice how the connection begins to happen. Now, the, 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 the person who looks at pornography does not find just pornography enough. So he says to himself, I, I, just doing this isn't enough anymore. Now what I need to do is I need to feel it. So then he goes out and he finds himself a girlfriend. And he begins to lie to be able to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To, to be able to move this along faster. So he wants to tell the girl everything she wants to hear. So what does he do? He continues and, and he lies his way through this. But, but a, a guy can only lie for so long just to get sex and to move things faster till eventually the girl catches on who he is. So now uh, lying his way to get to sex isn't enough. Now what begins to happen? Now the same man now says, well, well I, I'm going to begin to abuse women. So what does he do? He begins to abuse uh, uh, find women and to rape them. Then from going to, to raping them, the, the fear in the man begins to build. And he says to himself, with, with the scratches that I'm getting, with maybe hair, uh, pieces of hair that fall, or whatever it may be, whether it be DNA from the sperm or, or, or whatever it is, or blood now DNA gets left behind now this man begins to fear because this woman can scream this woman can fight him and what if he doesn't get the chance to kill her she escapes and all the truth comes out he's constantly looking over his shoulder so he says I need a more innocent bystander to be able to grasp so that this becomes easier so what does he do next he goes after the child now notice how this this uh, this this begins to grow, starting from pornography. Now I tell people uh, all the time in my shop, I constantly speak about this. Now, what what are the dangers, especially that we teach this in schools, we teach this uh, in health class, we in universities. It's, it's known as like this, uh, this great uh, sex thing. They say, they, everyone says, if, if the child or if this young man can uh, release all these desires that he has, it's a good thing. It's a great thing because it's, he's less likely to have sex and he's less likely to do things that are wrong. Not true. This is actually uh, very untrue because what, you're, what you tell the child or what you tell the young man is, is, is every time that you feel an impulse. Now, that lower part of the brain, it's, it's uh, the, the animal instinctive side of the brain called the ventral tegmental. Now, the ventral tegmental is the more primitive side of the brain.
Now, what it is is the primitive side of the brain is more towards the root of the spinal cord. Now, the the part that's responsible for the more um, control of the impulses of the desirable behaviors, right? The, the more discernful decisions when you take the time to reason your way into the decision that you're going to make is the prefrontal cortex. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still getting over a little bit of a cough and a post-nasal drip. But anyways, this is why we hear all the time that when someone, uh, a lot of people believe that the mind isn't fully developed until about the age of 25, 26, more or less around there, when the prefrontal cortex is fully developed. Because then a person can make uh, discernful decisions. They can stop and reason their way through things because they've built a little bit of experience in life. And, and that prefrontal cortex has developed a little bit. Now, what happens every time that you masturbate, every time you look at pornography, every time that you look at a bad image, every time you have sex, this, this animal instinctive, this primitive side of the brain closer to the spinal cord, this ventral tegmental part of the brain that releases all this dopamine, this, this animal instinctive side of the brain, it begins to grow and gets a little bit stronger. Now, what begins to happen throughout this time? Now you're beginning to tell the child to live off of impulse. And this is so dangerous. This is as dangerous as it can be. And listen to how we're beginning to destroy our society this way. Because now we're telling the child to live off of impulse. Honey, son, daughter, every time that you feel this desire in your heart, go into the bathroom, masturbate, and then you come out so that you can release all these hormones that you have within you. Because it's natural. It's good, son. Go and do it. You need to look at pornography? Go look at pornography. Now, when in in society, is it okay to live off of impulse? You say, you'd say to yourself, but it's natural, but it's okay. It's all right to have these feelings because it's within nature. Yes, true. It is a natural thing. But it's also important that we begin to teach the child to grow this prefrontal cortex, this part of his brain, and we begin to have him have dominion of himself to be able to control his desires because you don't give we don't walk around giving a kid all the cake he wants why because he gets fat and why is it bad to be fat because you're unhealthy and then you 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 risk having a heart attack so we we have a problem with with a kid or a child being unhealthy but we make it okay for the child to be mentally unhealthy, more or less to say. So now, <clears throat> I say this all the time to, to certain men at the barbershop. I'll tell them, now it's very important. Think about, think about it like this. Say your boss, right? Because it's okay for us to live impulsively so far. So let's say the boss comes and yells at you. And defames you in front of everybody. And he tells you off and he says, you haven't done this, 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 and this. And in front of a whole bunch of workers, he makes you look like a complete idiot. 
Now you have two choices. You feed into the impulsive side and you say, the hell with you. And you curse him out and you lose your job or you go to human resources and get suspended for two weeks, lose to lose your pay or lose the job. And every time that you need to go and find another job, they ask for where did you previously work at? So you have two choices. You can either lie about it and say that you haven't been working for the last five years. So then you're less likely not to get the job or you tell them the truth. And then they call this job that you had and then they tell them what happened. And then you lose the possibility of another job. So you, 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 you go and, and, and you tell off and, and you live off of your impulse. So look at the reaction that happens because this is a world that we live in. We can't deny this. Many, some of you are probably saying, I would yell at my boss. I would tell my boss off. He can't yell at me like that. Well, if you're the one that's saying that, more than likely you've probably lost a lot of jobs because you've lived off of impulse your whole life and you're like a child. This is what a child does. A child lives off of impulse. A man controls his impulses and makes discernful decisions because he can foresee what's going to happen. A child gets angry and the mom has to tell the child, control yourself. Learn how to control these reactions, these emotions that you have within you. But what have we done? We're beginning to tell the children, don't control your impulses, live off of your impulses. Now, now you're beginning to tell this child to live off of impulse. Now this child begins to become an angry child. So anytime that he gets angry, he wants to flip out and get mad and, and punch somebody or hit somebody or do whatever it is that he pleases because he's begun to live off of impulse. Vice versa. This is, this is the dangers with, with love. Uh, young women, you don't want to get married. To a man who lives off of impulse. Young men, you don't want to get married to a girl who lives off of impulse. Because if you get married to someone who lives off of impulse, any at any moment within their marriage, when they decide, you know what? I don't love her. I don't like her. I'm going to move on to the next one. Because it's his impulse. It's his desire. He got mad. Something bothered him. So what does he do? He moves on because what his desire body is. So he lives of his impulse. This is a very dangerous thing. So if you still think that this pornography slash masturbation, don't control yourself, feed into the impulse is a good thing. So far, it's a bad thing. This is just the start of it. Now, also, how does this affect marriage, pornography, and masturbation? So now since you've become, you've become, become desensitized to this whole scenario, now it also creates erectile dysfunction. The Great Porn Experiment, Wisconsin University, a few other universities are becoming, as the young people say, woke to this situation. They've shown that in studies, there's severe erectile dysfunction in men under the age of 40 more than men in the ages of 50s and 60s. This is a very, very dangerous thing because you be, you begun to desensitize the parts of the brain and the body that give pleasure. So when a man goes to sleep with his wife, 
he now has erectile dysfunction. This is why Pfizer needed to create Viagra, or uh, the nickname called the blue pill. Now, some of you in your marriages are having these problems where you feel the need to watch pornography before you have sex or take a little blue pill before you have sex. This is causes of erectile dysfunction. If a lot of you open up honestly about this, you'll begin to hear how much pornography and masturbation is being done. This is a very difficult thing to be able to do within a marriage because a woman begins to feel that she is not beautiful enough. Now, how does this begin to affect uh, the image of the woman within your household, within the marriage? Now, what it, what it begins to do is now the man begins to look at the image that he sees. And of course, they're not picking ugly people to do these things. They're picking certain kind of people. So now you've created an image of how this person needs to look how pleasure needs to be connected. So now you look at the woman that you are to be in love with, the woman that you're supposed to, you've, you've um, dedicated the rest of your life to. Now this woman does not fit the image of what you see. So it becomes difficult for you to find some form of pleasure within this scenario. So uh, it, it, it's not the same thing. You know, it, once again, you relate back you need to see another image to arouse yourself to now be able to sleep with your wife. So the image of what you see, the beauty of your wife, has now begun to dissipate little by little by little by little. Now, they began to, uh, in the great porn experiment, uh, you can watch, this is one of the TED Talks, so I invite all of you to, to, to check this out, to look at this. Now, what begins to happen in... Uh, in this, they, they said, just cut back completely. Just get off of porn. And they begin to see all these problems within men begin to disappear. Yes, it took some time, but it began to disappear. So you see how this begins to affect uh, the marriage between a, a, a husband and a wife. Now, looking at it from a future perspective... You think to yourself, how does this affect from a future perspective? Now, if you have a daughter, I'll say this more of a more from the point of view from a daughter because it's a little bit more impactful and you can see um, the future effects of it a lot easier in, in this way. Now, you are the first love of your daughter from, from a father to a daughter you, and I said this in, in love part one, in your daughter looks at you and the only thing she knows of love is her father. This is the first love of her life. So all, all you fathers out there, all you dads, you are the first love of your daughter. Now you begin to show her what love is, right? Because we, if, I, if I asked you, I said it in love part one, if I asked you the definition for wood, you couldn't actually tell me the actual Webster's Dictionary for wood. What you would do is you would more or less describe wood to me. 
because this is what you've associated and what you've linked all your life this piece of wood to. So the daughter does the same thing. The daughter looks over and she sees what is love. My father is love because the only thing she's known of love, the only thing she's ever seen for the first 15 years of her life, 15 years is a long time. So for 15 years, she's associated this love with her father. Now, this is more of a subconscious thing. It's not that she's conscious of it. And she says, my dad is love and this is what love is. No. So if you notice, a lot of girls tend to pick uh, people who tend to be just like their uh, fathers. So what what is the damage that gets done? You're probably asking yourself, I don't get it. Now, what begins to happen is if you begin to look at women with a bad image and you begin to see a woman and you look at a woman and you want to check out her body and you want to flirt or whatever it is that you want to do, your daughter associates that being love because that's how you treat the wife and this is how you look at the daughter. I know this sucks to say, but this is how you look at women. And, and guess who's another woman in your life is your daughter. And your daughter can more or less associate this. She sees my father looks at women like this and I'm a woman. Now, remember, this is all happening in the subconscious of your daughter's mind. She's connecting all these dots in the background. So what do you think she's going to look for when she gets older? She's going to look of at the standard in which you put love in her eyes. And guess what? If you looked at a woman as an object, as a material, then your daughter is going to think it's okay that she finds a boyfriend that looks at her like a sex object, as just a toy, as just pleasure, as just another thing that he can use this is why i i've begun to try myself and and now mind you i'm not the greatest so so i'm also on this journey to becoming a better man this is why uh, when me and my wife talk i tell her i'm trying to become the man in which i want my daughter to marry because i i, I don't want my daughter to marry somebody that is, um, what's the words I'm looking for? I don't want my daughter to marry someone who looks at her like a sex object. I want them to love her for who she is. And you think to yourself, maybe some of the girls think there's no guy out there. There is a guy out there. And, and even worse, this is going to get worse if we don't begin to control this pornography and masturbation to find a good guy or even a good girl is going to get harder. So I, I tell people all the time, become the man in which you want your daughter to marry. If you think that as a man, you're good, even if, even if you try to hide who you are in front of your daughter, your daughter will smell it because you, the man who 
masturbates and looks at pornography and lives off of impulses. Guess what? This same man is also impulsive in all his other decisions too. Because he cannot have dominion of himself. He cannot control his body and his mind. He impulsively acts on everything. His wife comes home or he comes home and something isn't right. And he begins to yell every day. Every day is an anger. Every day is a fight. Every day is destruction and explosions in the house. Why? Because someone cannot control themselves. Because they live to impulse and desire. And the worst part is, is that we've begun to look at it like it's okay. And this is very damaging. Now you also think to yourself, well, how bad is it to be looking? It's very dangerous. And you think to yourself, control yourself. There's something very interesting that I like in the book of Genesis. The snake betrays to Eve, right? To Adam and Eve. For for most of you who don't know uh, the biblical stories, Adam and Eve is the story of the first human beings. This is uh, the story in the Bible. Now, Adam and Eve is the first story, and they're the first humans that are made. And God puts Adam and Eve inside of this garden And inside of the garden, he puts this tree, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you see how the devil or the snake, right, which represents the devil, this Satan, appears in the garden and begins to tell Eve that to eat from the fruit of this tree. And he portrays it in a way that it's beautiful. He says, you will be like God, the beauty, you know. Um, it it is said from from many people in, in in the Catholic Church in Christianity. They say that lust, this vanity, this beauty, is like the devil's ace in the hole. He wins every time with this. So what happens? The devil appears and he begins to tell Adam and Eve. He says, he says to Eve, he says, look at look at this. If you eat of this, you'll have the, all the knowledge. Of good and evil. Now, he doesn't say that it's an apple. Many people have this misconception. And I want to explain this a little bit. Many people think that it's an apple that is eaten. Nowhere in the book of Genesis does it say an apple. But I I want to show you what uh, the elder generations and the older traditions, why they portray this image of an apple. Because this apple is red. And red is such a seductive color. It's an attractive color. It looks so beautiful. So why is it that all these painters chose to use, you know, the fruit that it be an apple? Because it's red, because it's beautiful, because it looks gorgeous. The devil was able to seduce Eve to eat from the fruit of this tree through beauty, through lust, through vanity. So this is how th- this, this happens. Beauty is one of the most difficult things to run away from. This desire, this desire to have this beauty, this vanity. This is why women fight so much to attain this beauty. Because in some way it gains a power. 
and and this is such um a destructive thing for us to have this this image to think that uh we can fight off this lustful uh, aspect of the world you know uh, from from many psychologists to 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 church uh theologians to philosophers they explain that beauty this this lust is the one thing that you cannot fight head on you must turn around and run away from it it's an interesting thing i mean they understood this in the past and it seems like we have uh sort of forgotten this over time i think that as time continues on i think we're going to look at this and we're going to realize how bad it was what we taught our children in the dangers of it you know we're we're already beginning to see this pedophilia grew massively the child abuse cases grew massively fbi has the growth rate at something astronomical of child abuse cases you know you have in in the 40s you know in the 50s you know uh you had this this Hugh Hefner this playboy i don't know when exactly it started coming out then you have hustler that comes out right afterwards and along this time as pornography grows what else grows pedophilia also grows this child abuse cases and you think to yourself well that can't be what if it's just we're able you know i was speaking with somebody and they said what if it's just because of internet that now we're able to find out sooner and faster that's why from the 40s and 50s to the 2020s pedophilia we've seen a massive growth rate from then to from from back then to now we see a massive change in 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 the cases but no from 2019 to 2020 it's almost doubled So is it really because of technology that we're able to find out sooner? No, because just in one year it's almost doubled. So then you have to stop to think about this. You know, what also has been growing in all this time? Because also there was a big jump as soon as the internet grew, what else grew? Pornography grew. And in the 2000s in the in the late 90s in the early 2000s when this was growing massively also pedophilia this child pornography was also growing stronger FBI this is FBI this is not like a studies this is just straight up cases from the FBI now what begins to happen iPhone grows what else grows pedophilia grows the access the possibility to access pornography is now in the palm of your hands and now you can do it in secret so now uh, to be able to feed into this impulses has now gotten easier because before maybe you had to do it on a computer and the computer was in your open room or in the living room but now you're able to do it in secrecy and now in fact it's also being uh, um we we reward this behavior we say good job and this is this is uh 
I think this is going to get to the point where certain countries are, have already begun to ban this. Countries like uh, United Kingdom, France, Russia, uh, you have Australia, um, you have United States. Some parts of the states of United States have begun to ban this. And, and the reason why I say this is because these are the places where it was exposed uh, the quickest. France was one of the countries that began to expose the body quicker than anybody. United Kingdom was one of the people to begin to expose the body. Uh, Australia, America, Russia, where they saw it as okay. And they're beginning to see this now where they're beginning to put bans. I mean, think about this. The countries that took a lot longer to begin to expose the body, they're just getting to the point where it's be becoming open. But the ones who have been doing it since the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, they're seeing a massive effect, right? Because when you do a studies, it's a, usually a 20-year studies, a 30-year studies. This is why I don't like... Uh, this gender of ideology. I don't like this. Uh, and I'm going to do another podcast on this as time goes by. Uh, because they're saying all these studies. And we just recently started making studies on this. I mean, if we're going to go to science. Well, then let's wait for a 20 year study to begin to say that it's science. To see the effects on children, on adults. But we, we didn't even know about this until the last few years. So anybody to make the claim and say that it's a science, it's impossible. It takes 20 to 30 years. Now back to this pornography. Paris, United Kingdom, Russia, United States. They've had this going on now for decades and decades and decades. And the government have begun to see how it's begun to affect their people how it's begun to affect uh, certain cases uh, and, and the mental damage that it does. I mean, Pfizer's has literally built a company off of young men. The, 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 the Viagra uh, sales have gone up because of this, this little blue pill. If you are under the age of 40 and you need something or you're having problems, Sometimes it's because of this. And, and, and you see how it begins to destroy the, the mind. And these countries have begun to do it. So with all this, I mean, I hope that everybody, um, I mean, I can't think of anything else that I would like to say in regards to the subject. But I hope that you, you, we don't get to the point where years later, we're looking at it like heroin Heroin, uh, when it first came out in the first world wars, I don't remember exactly when this was from the 40s or the 30s or the 50s. I don't know. Somewhere around that those decades. Heroin was being sold for children right next to Tylenol. Are we going to be are, are we are we going to look back and regret all these decisions that we made because we didn't stop to think about this stuff? Because we didn't look at the damage that it does to the immediate. And, and maybe you say to yourself, you fight this podcast that I'm doing right now. 
and you say, Juan doesn't know what he's talking about. This is wrong. Search your soul. Are you doing this because you're doing this and you want to excuse yourself to continue to do this and you're trying to make an excuse? Maybe you're listening to this with your wife or maybe the girlfriend is listening to this with the boyfriend and they're just trying to find an excuse to say, I want to continue doing this because maybe one of you wants to stop this, but the other one says, no, I don't want to. That's dumb. It doesn't make sense. And maybe you're going to go and look on a website on like psychology today or somewhere else to say, look what they're saying about this. Look what the 20 year studies, look what all the cases, look what backed up uh, proof, evidence. Don't look at what one guy is saying on a small studies that was done in three years. Look at the big stuff. Look at the countries that begin have begun to ban this. Drop the pride because it's going to affect your daughter. It's going to affect your relationship. You could eventually end up in divorce. I mean, the massive ripple effects that this has is crazy. So be a little bit humble and try it. Why not try it? Give it a five month, six month span. And just say, you know what? I'm not going to do this for six months and see how it affects your life. And maybe you go for six months and you see a massive effect and then you say, but I can't do it. You continue and you try and you try and you try and you try. You know, honestly, I was in this scenario. I had this difficulty. So I don't only speak from studies, from cases, from uh, from uh, different uh, books uh, that were written. I also speak from experience. You know, we, we've cut this from our house and I've seen a great love grow towards my wife because of this. I've seen a massive effect that it has had on me, on controlling my impulses. So I say this now. I'm not the greatest also, and I don't say that I'm the best and that I never do anything wrong. No, I also have my flaws too, but I will say this, how it has begun to repair me as a man has been massive. It has been great. And I desire this for everybody. I think true knowledge should always be shared because it's a gift to others. So this is why I do this podcast for moments like these. And I think for the next few podcasts, this is what I'm going to begin to do. Uh, I have some topics, one on the topic of truth, another one on the topic of uh, the difference between being normal and abnormal and in, in how we make decisions in our life. Um, a, a few different things from confusion to where you find yourself. So if you like this podcast, I say this all the time. But share it. Share this podcast. If you if you got all the way to the end, which a lot of people have gotten, I've gotten all the way to the end to a lot of these podcasts, especially on this of pornography, post it up, share it, tell people about it, let them know. I hope that of all the podcasts, this is one that grows the most. This one's the one that is shared the most because this is the one that I honestly think could change many people's lives.
begin to look at your life a little bit different. Think about your daughter and how it's going to have a, a subliminal effect on her when she's 20, 18, 21, who knows, deciding who she's looking at to be the love of her life and what the standards are that her father put in her. What is the standard of love? How high did you set that bar for her? So courage. Hopefully uh, you share this podcast, Food for Thought. Remember, if you liked it, rate it. Uh, I've seen that it has begun to grow. People have talked to me about ads. I'm I'm still holding off on them. Uh, So you can continue to approach, but at the same time, I'm also holding off. So I hope that this has touched you and helped you in some way, shape, or form, or maybe you've looked between you and your wife or your husband or whatever it is. Um, And oh, and another thing that I want to say before I, I finish this off is that when you begin to have dominion of yourself, you're going to see how it's going to begin to help you in other ways. This sounds crazy, but as far as economical standings, decisions in life, at work, because if you can learn to control the most primitive instinct side of the brain, this ventral tegmental part of the brain, which is like the the the, the, the upper part of the spinal cord and it's the lower part of the brain, then when it comes to dealing with easy stuff, you'll control it like nobody's business. And what happens is that prefrontal cortex, that front part of the brain begins to grow more. Some of the most uh, successful people in the world have a strong prefrontal cortex. And it is because they've learned to dominate that animal instinctive side. They have self-dominion of themselves. So when it comes to making a hard decision, they don't act impulsively. They sit back and they wait. And they have patience. And they don't act on their impulsive desire, which allows them to make for a better decision. So it's amazing. Learn to control the most difficult animal instinctive side of the brain. When it comes to other decisions, it becomes easier. So this is Juan. I hope you like this podcast. Share it wherever it is that you share. Tell your friends about it. Let anybody know. Enjoy until the next time.